now. I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. We need him now. For some reason, the cool bars in Hollywood have to be hard to find and have to have no sign. This is the Cocktail Nation. Well, Gary Wells has a cool book about the killer, Jerry Lee Lewis, tonight. We've got a letter to the penthouse with a request, and this week, something we do occasionally, and that is spin all classic lounge and leave the new stuff on the shelf just for something different. Let's kick off with Leila Schifrin and Bullet, the main title on the Cocktail Nation. Thank you. 
with Carol Jada there in Ginza Samba. Official website, cooksnation.net. If you'd like to see what's going on in the Sydney penthouse, please check out some of the archive shows, which I've noticed have been rating very, very highly when I check out the ratings uh, within the platform, which is terrific. And, of course, you can always get in touch with me. Love to hear from you. Cocktail Nation. Words with Wednesday. You're a librarian, Mr. Wordsworth. You're a dealer in books and two-cent fines and pamphlets and closed stacks and the musty insides of a language factory. Words, Mr. Words, words. to long, people. If it is possible for love at first sight to exist without the participants realizing it, that was the very case with Myra and Jerry. He became detached from his identity as her cousin. He saw an attractive girl, who she was and what she was, and her tender years made no difference. Myra regarded Jerry in the same detached manner. Hey gang, I'm Gary Wells from Vintage Leisure at SoulRideBlog.com and I'm here with another book recommendation for the Cocktail Nation. This time we're looking at Great Balls of Fire, the uncensored story of Jerry Lee Lewis by Myra Lewis with Murray Silver from 1982. I published a review of this book at Vintage Leisure near the end of 2021 as part of a trilogy of articles on Jerry Lee Lewis. I had hoped to shine a spotlight on the killer before he went off to meet Buddy Holly. Jerry passed in October of 2022, and seeing how he was rock and roll's last man standing, I thought it would be fitting to take a look at this book by his wife Myra that was the basis for the 1989 film starring Dennis Quaid as Jerry. The fact that this was Myra's book made me wonder about the book's contents. 
I can confirm, though, that Myra's co-writer, Murray Silver, has done the research that allows him to provide details of Jerry's early life and his first successes. Silver is also able to report indifferently on Jerry's casual and somehow innocent approach to women, certainly careless, but perhaps not as seedy as has been painted. And concerning Jerry's lifelong struggle between service to the Lord and service to rock and roll and to himself, Silver, I think, depicts the struggle accurately, painting it with all the flawed thinking of the killer himself. Silver has done a competent job of research and presents the highs and lows of Jerry's trajectory well. Are there better books out there that do this? Undoubtedly. But this book does have some merit in this area. The negative things about the book, however, can also be laid at Silver's feet. Concerning the tone of the book, you'll have to prepare yourself for a very casual presentation. Murray Silver had been a rock promoter, journalist, and photographer by the time he wrote Great Balls of Fire, his first book. This may explain the lack of polish, which I'm generally okay with, and this approach usually results in some light or comedic moments, and you'll get a couple in this book. But Silver employs another method that may challenge readers, it started to drive me crazy, and may call his research into question. He presents much of the text in conversation form, the type of exchanges one would find in a work of fiction. He tells great swaths of his story using seemingly verbatim dialogue he has created himself, complete with the southern dialect Jerry, his family, and associates would perhaps have employed. The reader may discern that in most cases neither Silver nor Myra were there for these back and forth, and therefore it must be assumed that Silver has adopted this method as a means by which to tell the story. I can only assume that he thought the reader would feel like he was really in the offices of Sun Records, for example, hearing an exchange between Sam Phillips and his brother Judd. This just seemed disingenuous, amateurish, and even jarring sometimes. And I can't help but think that Silver is off the mark somewhat where Sam Phillips is concerned. Sam is depicted by Silver as a bumpkin of sorts, who had no idea about the financial aspects of running a business. The author sarcastically dismisses Sam's ability to predict trends and says that he would sooner consult a deck of cards than chart action in trying to decipher which way the wind blew. He describes Sam's payment of royalties as a hit-and-miss operation that resulted in Lewis being underpaid through the first decade of his career. While I'm no expert on Sam outside of his dealings with Presley, this seems pretty dismissive. Where the book really affects the reader, though, is in relating the story of Myra Gale Brown, as she was then. She and Silver share the sad details of Myra being sexually assaulted by a neighbor when she was quite young. This understandably had a negative effect on Myra and informed her decision to marry Lewis. She considered herself damaged goods and wondered who would ever want her in this condition. Once Jerry provided her with an opportunity for a husband, a home, and a family, she took it. Myra soon found herself in a gilded cage. Jerry was making good money, but he didn't want his new bride to leave the house. And when she did, she found that being married to a highly paid rock and roller, but being only 13 and looking it, caused some problems. Jerry bought her a Cadillac, so she drove it. But she was nowhere near the legal driving age. The police who eventually stopped her needed proof she was Mrs. Killer. Out to buy appliances on credit, salespeople were slow to take her seriously until learning who she was. And Myra was riddled with guilt over Jerry's eventual career downturn, saying at the lowest point that she wished she could have it to do over again. She would never marry Jerry, she said. Many of the subjects I profile at Vintage Leisure are people, particularly women, who have been victimized by fame. Sadly, I feel I can add the ballad of Myra Gale Lewis to this list. But I don't think Myra, a rarity in that she is a survivor, would want my sympathy or consider herself a victim. But once upon a time, Myra thought that she would like to share her life story with the world, and particularly with other women who could benefit from her tale. She hired Murray Silver, who gradually twisted her own tale of survival into the life story of Jerry Lee Lewis, and Myra had been taken advantage of yet again. She would eventually, though, write the book she wanted to in 2016, calling it The Spark That Survived. Sadly, Great Balls of Fire is often found today with a garish movie tie-in cover, making it look cheap. Does it read like a dime store bio? It does. However, you do get the story you want. 
While there are more erudite, more recent books on Jerry Lee Lewis, this book is worth reading. So to wrap up, I can highly recommend Great Balls of Fire by Myra Lewis and Murray Silver. You can find plenty of copies for sale at Abe Books. If you'd like to read the full review of this book, you can head over to my website. I'd like to thank Coop Cooper and Cocktail Nation. Once again, this is Gary Wells from SoulRideBlog.com, and I'm encouraging you to pick up a book, son. Words with Wellsay, Cocktail Nation.
to you from the Sydney Penthouse. Via radio. Because a network's made up of many stations, stations like the one you're listening to now, the smartest supper clubs from New York to San Francisco invite you to dance to the music of their big-name bands night after night. This is the Cocktail Nation. Nation, Herbie Man, good loving. We also played Enoch Light and I Surrender Deer, clearly a married man, and David Rose with Night Train. Lounge Life magazine, your free retro magazine. If you'd like to check out some of the stories there, you can download the magazine for free via the website. Links there, cognitionation.net. Lots of retro stories, cool things for lounge Lotharios, like the best James Bond cars from every 007 film. And The Pigeon. TV show, which is basically just a pilot, but it actually lets Sammy Davis Jr. lead, something that wasn't happening for a black man in those days. Today, much more stuff going on. The world's first speeding ticket was issued in 1902. How fast was the offending motorist traveling? A scandalous 45 miles per hour. You know, I've got a friend who got pulled over just the other day for speeding in his Prius, the cop didn't give him a ticket. He just wanted to know how he did it. Well, that's about it, Stuff fans. We'll have more for you at another time. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Cocktail Nation. I'm an evil girl. Don't you bother with me.
great big appetite to keep me satisfied. You'll have to feed me day and night. I'm an evil gal, honey. I've never been called a saint. And there's a darn good reason, honey, 'cause the good Lord knows I ain't. Want me, but I won't be yours alone. I'll give you some loving like I'd give a dog a bone. Yeah, I'm an evil gal. Maybe we could just be friends, or I'll burn you like a candle, and I'll burn you at both ends. I've got eyes to the left. And I've got guys to the right, guys every day and guys every way and guys every night. I've got so many guys, I don't know what to do. So I'm telling you, baby, I ain't no good to you. Nation.
Yorkshire Nation, Elizabeth Waldo and Incan Festival Dance and Anne Richards' Evil Gal Blues. Got a letter this week to the show and you can email me very simply by heading to thecocktonation at gmail.com links via the website at cocktonation.net from Harold, this is Haikoop, I've been listening for years. I live in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, so I know that your first home on the radio was WXLV-FM. That's true, actually, Harold, and uh, yeah, the first station that actually took the show is a syndicated show, and I thought, wow, if somebody wants it, maybe I should be asking other people if they'd like to take the show, and thus more and more people came on board, and some people just simply got in touch, and they heard it was a syndicated show, and the world's your oyster. It's amazing, isn't it? He says, I have a request. Can you play Julie London Blue Moon? Absolutely, Harold, and thanks for writing to me. Here she is on the Cocktonation. standing alone without a dream in my heart without a love of my own blue moon you knew just what I was there for you heard me saying a prayer for Suddenly appeared before me The only one my arms will ever hold I heard somebody whisper Please adore me And when I looked the moon Had turned to gold Blue moon Now I'm no
imagination with Call the Bandit and Jungle Bath. You know, I'd love you to rate the show in the Apple podcast platform. That would be terrific because the more ratings we get, the higher it goes up in the world podcast ratings. And of course, helps more people discover this amazing music. So if you could do that, that'd be terrific. Give us a five stars if you would. <laughs> Put a little comment in there. And uh, any other particular platforms that you might have happen to listen to the show. And if there's a way of rating it, I'd love you to do that. It really helps me out. This is Lee Morgan and Candy.
Control, new agent training program, section 3.5, the cone of silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the cone of silence. What? Do not shout in the cone of silence. What? In fact, don't even use the cone of silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. Section 3.6, the portable cone of silence. Tailmation. What? Nature, Linda Lawson, like young. Next week on the show, Jason Whiten from Spy Five. I'm going to leave you with Martin Denny now and Cubano Chad. Stay up.
Bum, 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 bum,